0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Progressive Action TV show. I'm your host, Tramel Thompson, leader, founder of Progressive Action. Before we get started, we go get into a video um, by a bus operator named Jason Felix. His name is Jason Felly on um, YouTube. We have been talking these past couple of weeks, and he will be submitting videos regularly on the show and we're happy for that because he gives a lot of information from their perspective in map store as a bus operator as a union member and it's time to get a different perspective on a show that represents the members so let's get into this video real quick and i'll be right back
1: anybody who's in tier six to understand that your vote is the most important vote Everybody's seen the demands that the MTA has counter-offered to the MTA. The demands are ridiculous. There's nothing I can say about what they offered us that you don't know. Make your vote count. So I'm positive that most bus operators know that um, we've done an injustice for the the Tier 6 bus operators. We truly haven't been unified as a union. We truly say that these contracts are good, but they're not. It just seems like this is the best we're gonna get. The bus operators truly say, oh, this contract is good for us, it's not good for trains. But the truth was, the last contract wasn't good. And there's one thing I wanna say before I start this conversation. If you get your ballot from a union and they say vote in front of them and give them the paper, don't do that. They're pressuring you to make the vote that they want you to vote. You take your ballot and you leave and you think about it. You do not vote in seconds. We have been fucked three times. I've even fucked us before. You don't know what's good for you until you honestly See what's in front of you. Make your vote count. There's one thing that I noticed that I've always liked and it's helping people. But there's something I can say about what I've seen of how this plays out from the last three contracts I've experienced. Bus operators have the biggest force in the MTA. Trains will not vote for this contract. It won't be good for trains. I guarantee it. They don't care about trains. There's not enough workers there. They don't care about trains they don't care about cleaners, they don't care about track workers, they don't care. So, what happens is, if a bus operator knows that the pay raise, regardless if it's good or not, pays him enough money, him not counting just 40 hours, counting his 72 hours, he doesn't care about all the other things that it takes away. Why am I telling you this? Because the senior guy is gonna make the younger guy seem like this is a good contract because he's been here for a longer time and influence you what I'm trying to say in this video is that the most power in voting of any contract that comes is from the bus operator but now there's more rookie bus operators in the last contract we killed you everybody who's tier 6 really look at this contract If it's not exactly what you want, I'm not going to tell you how to vote. I'm going to tell you start caring about yourself. Why not look at your paperwork? Read your paperwork and see if your paperwork works for your family. Make your vote count. We did an injustice by allowing a tier six. And the fact that they want to extend vacation from five years to ten years is ridiculous. And when we just increased it from three years to five years, that means it went up two-thirds. That's a lot giving back. It's cool to give and take, but we've given, given, and given. We don't want to take either. We just want a fair share. You guys won't ever see a Social Security. Overtime is not pensionable. You don't build your pension. Your medical sucks. Our medical sucks. They want to increase that by like about 200%. How does a copay go from zero to $150? The pay is two, 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 two. Oh wow, the numbers look great. How do those numbers look great if it's two, 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 two? But medical increases two hundred percent, and then we lost in the contract before, like about seven. In the contract before that, it was like nine. That's seventeen percent, and now we're gonna be down another three percent because inflation is like eleven percent. But we still don't make the cost of living. But everybody seems to believe that this is the best that can happen. If any of these categories come in, you're just more of a slave. I'm not telling you how to vote. I'm not telling you what to vote. All bus operators who are tier 6 need to start understanding this contract. Stop thinking about the money that comes in and the overtime that comes in. We have to figure out something that we vote. Unified, We are doing a job that if it's not done, there is no money circulation in the city. It's not the money that we bring in in revenue. What about the money that if we didn't do that, that won't come in? Trammell from Progressive Action said something. But he said this contract will take us back to the Quill era. Wow, this contract will take us back to the Quill era. Wow, anybody who's in tier six to understand that your vote is the most important vote.
0: It's a video by brother, Jason Philly. Philly, what's going on brother, man? How are you doing, man? How y'all doing today? Let me get, get my name on the screen. I want to know why is this so high let me see what's going on let me get this down something for you guys we got a lot to talk about today as usual how do y'all like that video matter of fact let me get the um before I forget because I always forget I gotta put the poll let me see yeah we gonna show this poll right now a poll should have popped up on the screen and you guys just need to vote on the poll. I always forget to put the poll results before the show is over with. I'm going to put the poll results up there today. Shout to y'all, though. <laughs> now, um, October 26, we having our second ever women's brunch um, done by the Progressive Action Women's Committee. The first one the first one was very nice. Um a lot of people came out. A lot of members came out. We want to make this one even bigger and better. It's at Sugar Hill Restaurant and Supper Club 217 Ocean Avenue, Brooklyn, New York 11205. Like I said it's October 26th between 12 um p.m. and 3 p.m. That's on a Saturday. It's going to be talks about contracts, maternity leave, facilities, sexual harassment, FMLA, and more. We're going to try to have some special guests in the building like before. So shout out to the Progressive Action (laughs) Women's Committee who have been working hard behind the scenes on this. Something else that's coming up uh, September 25th is the next MTA board meeting. Now, it's very important that the members start attending these board meetings because... That's where the bosses are. You get to see who the bosses are face-to-face. You get to speak if you get there early. If you want to speak, you could be there between um, 8.30 and 8.45 a.m. The MTA board meetings are at um, 2 Broadway on the 20th floor. If you're an employee, you don't have to wait on the line to get searched. You just swipe your pass and go upstairs to the 20th floor. Um, I think the members should come out to this one just to hear what the mta and these bosses be talking about at these mta board meetings i think is very important so make sure that you guys come out (laughs) september 25th put in for the day if you have to now on to union business matter of fact before i do that let me get you guys um comments on the screen let me do that i like for you guys comments to be on the screen Let me see. Clark D, what's up? Daisy, how you doing? Nafis, Richie, Alexander, how y'all doing? Thanks for tuning in to the Progressive Action TV show. If you're watching right now, please share out the show. This is a live show. Please share it out on your your, your regular, your personal Facebook page, any kind of group that you're in, just press share. Um, It's very important that we get our narrative out there to the public, to more workers, so they just won't hear one side. <clears throat> of the story. Now, for those who don't know, um, a bus operator a couple of weeks ago had a gun pulled out on him. Um, and this is, this story is from, I don't know what this story is from, Channel 2. It says, man chases down MTA bus, pulls loaded gun on driver over allegedly missing stop. Now, this is crazy. This This shows the type of pressure, the type of circumstances that transit workers deal with, Like, we definitely don't come to work to get cursed at, um, spit on. We damn sure don't come to work to have um, loaded guns pulled out on us. Definitely not. So um, the name of the guy was, uh, the perpetrator was Tony Burnett, 28 years old. He was arrested earlier this month and charged with menacing, criminal possession of a weapon, reckless endangerment. Um, for pulling the gun on a Manhattan bus operator. Shout out to the NYPD for catching them. Now, I believe it was last uh, Thursday, or sometime this week, I think. Um, they had a court date for this individual. Um, shout out to the division chair, Mapstoer Donald Yates. He was out there, um, making sure the members was out there at the courthouse. To see this guy to let him know that he would not be getting off easy that we care for each other and that we are sticking together um shout out to donald yates we give him a shout for that (laughs) also shout out to president bifit um he also came by to show support for the operator I think I think that's uh it's a very important thing, man. I, I really do. Um to show support with management and union for something as serious as a gun being pulled out on a train operator. Very 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 important. I'm proud of everyone who came through there. Now, there has been this thing going on um in the MTA where they are finally starting to give workers, and it seemed like they're only doing this in, in subways, um, recognition for uh, their work. Let me put the put one of the recognition letters. So train operators and conductors have been getting these letters because um, workers have been getting tweets saying that, you know, they've been doing a good job. So for this one right here, this is from my boy um, Juan Carlos. Um, his tweet said, I just got off a of Queensbound A train at J Street. Both the operator and conductor are an excellent job at moving that train. Made me glad I didn't drive to Brooklyn today. I was in car 5893. Shout out to my coworkers for excellent work. And just because you didn't get one of these letters does not mean that you did not do or you do not do um excellent work. But, I find this pretty strange here. You know, if you look at the bottom of this letter and you look at the, the date the tweet was sent, it was 10.50 a.m. on June 7th. Now, if this was a tweet of a customer complaint, it wouldn't have took, when is June, July, August, September? It wouldn't have took three months for the discipline to roll down. It wouldn't have took three months for the Dan to be in that person's hand, it wouldn't it definitely took three months before management had you fill out some type of G two, or whatever the case is, um, regarding the customer complaint. Now, um, you know why why is the T A sending these recognition letters now? And it's something to think about. For those who don't know, the M T A just levied some unprecedented demands upon a membership. Contract demands upon the membership, like they really want to take us back to the Quill era. For those who don't know, um, Michael J. Quill founded the Union, and he want to take us back. They want to take us back. This MTA company want us to want to take us back to um, the beginning of time. As far they want to, they want to erase everything that we have fought for. And I think that the timing of these letters um, should raise suspicion. You know, like I said, it took three months for them to send it to the member. And then now you sending it during this contract time. And this is just nothing but um to make us feel good about each other on the TA half. They don't they don't want us to think that anything is wrong. You know, they want us to think that they have our best interests, that they care. And you know, there's nothing better than getting a pat on the back from an agency that has been doing nothing but abusing us. For years, but I'm quite sure all of us are adults, you know. Like I said, it's good to get a recommendation, but the only recommendation I wanna see, and I'm quite sure I'm speaking for a whole bunch of us, the only recommendation I wanna see is a sufficient raise to live and work in the city. <laughs> That's how you ultimately congrat uh recognize workers to show that you appreciate us. You give us pay, and increase in pay, a significant increase in pay. Because for those who don't know, transit workers is not making a whole bunch of money. That MTA, ATM thing is completely false. It's a lie. I believed in it myself until I started working here and getting these checks. And it's not enough to survive in New York. And for the people who work with us who's, who's saying, you know it is, or whatever the case is, I guarantee you they are working tons of overtime to keep their head above water and we cannot continue to do that. So um, congratulations to those who did get a recognition letter. I salute you. Keep up the great work. For those who didn't get a recognition letter, I salute you also. Continue to keep up the great work. It doesn't mean anything. But we also must um, stay woke and remain vigilant and remember that the TA don't do anything without some type of motive behind it. So Let's keep our eyes open. Now let's let's get into this this Kronos thing. For everybody who don't know, um, Kronos, they implemented this uh, new sign-in procedure. They uh, put putting biometric time clocks um in every corner of this property now because the Ledge employees still in overtime, which is BS. It was only like a couple. And out of 75,000 employees, there was only to verify that only like four did. And they was in Long Island Railroad, not even in um, uh, New York City Transit where we work. And of course they implemented it here first. And the policies I'm quite sure is going to be way more stringent here than it is in Long Island Railroad, Metro North. So the backstory of this is that when the MTA started implementing it, the union went in a frenzy. Oh no, oh no. You know, we go we go grieve it. We're going to take it to arbitration. Now, it's all reactionary and, and it's all smokescreen and mirrors. They know that Kronos is not a, a violation of the contract. Um, if they did their research or they reached out to the people who did their research so we could brainstorm together, uh, there's no way that you could really fight this in the law. But... They took it to arbitration and they lost. That's what you see on the screen, you know. And I don't want to hear that they say, "Oh, we didn't lose." When you go to arbitration, you don't you only go there to win. You don't go there to lose. You go there to win. And you know the arbitrator said that there's nothing for him to rule on because it's not against the law. And the TA can continue and um, continue registering us for these time clocks. Now, this is what the time clock looked like. And at the top, you scan your fingerprint. And on the side, you swipe your um, your card. Now, the issue that I have with um, this particular method is the storage of our data, of our um, mathematical, I think they says the mathematical um, uh, calculation of your fingerprint, whatever the case may be. And who's housing and who's keeping up with these fingerprints, um, I don't think the TA is. I think maybe Kronos is, I'm not quite sure. But if a third party or outside company is keeping this data, I think that there needs to be a stipulation in place that if this data is breached, that um, we should be able to sue. It's the same thing, no difference than when a credit agency, um, their data get breached and your um, personal information is out there and they cut you a check or they do free credit monitoring for a year, I think that. The same thing should be in place for us when and if we were to ever get breached. You know, our um, fingerprints, It don't keep your fingerprints. Like I said, it keeps some type of mathematical equation of your fingerprint. But if this is breached, I believe that um, we need to get awarded some kind of way. Forget all that. You can't sue the TA or you can't do this, you can't do that. I signed up to work for the TA, I did not sign up to work for Kronos or whoever is gonna um, monitor these fingerprints. All right, Eric Holliman said, Kronos keep the data. Hmm. That's interesting. Let me see, Uh, let me get them on the screen. Yeah, he said let me put that comment on the screen. He said Chronos uh they keep the data. Um Yeah, so you know, if if we ever were to get breached, I think that um I think that uh we should be able to sue. Yeah, for those who are watching the show live, please hit the share button. It's very important we need to get our narrative out there. And stop letting the media control our narrative. And um, we just got to take some of our stuff back. Now, moving right along. Let's go to the next topic. Transit union delays MTA bus service in Brooklyn as contract talks bitter. Shout out to the union. Now, I'm going to say this. On the outside, I like this move. I like it. But there's some sub there's some subtle uh how can I put this discrimination in there. And I'ma touch on that because this is very important. And for the public who's watching, who live in Bed Star, Brownsville, East New York, Crown Heights, uh, all throughout Brooklyn. I think you guys need to pay attention to this. Now, the union went to knock down buses. And for those who don't know, it's basically do safety check on buses. And they know that if they do a safety check on buses, most of the buses will be knocked down because the MTA do not do a good job maintaining their vehicles. They will send a bus out with no brakes if they can. Trust me when I tell you. Um, But the union, um, they coincidentally They went to Flatbush Depot and they went to East New York Depot to knock down these buses. Um, And these two bus depots, they said it's the biggest bus depots in um, in Brooklyn. They they mostly serve um, black and brown communities. Now, for me, what that means for me is that, you know, my brother, my father, my sister, my cousin, my aunt. Um, they had a hard time getting to work today. You know, as you know, today was the first day of school. So you're trying to find out how things are working with your work schedule, with getting your child um to school on time. So you're trying to figure some things out. Now, they decided to attack two depots that service mostly black and brown communities. And they decided to attack two depots where assaults are up and they decided to attack two depots where the MTA is negligent on the service anyway. Now, I don't think the MTA care about late buses. You know, this is not their real concern right now. So the union doing this as a fight back in an attempt to try to get us a good contract, I find that to be very weak. Now, as far as the operators go, who's from these depots, Um, The union put them in unsafe situations, you know, today, because everyone knows that nothing infuriates passengers more than late buses, bus bunching. You waiting for your bus 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then when the buses decide to come, they come in three, four at a time. Nothing infuriates passengers more than that. Nothing at all. Now, if the union wanted to send a message, they could have did it, borough, the whole borough. They could have did the entire borough, but they only particularly picked those two depots. You know, they got union reps at every depot. Every depot could have had buses knocked down. But the subtle racism, the subtle discrimination, they only decided to attack the Two depots that service mostly the black and brown community. This is a fact. This isn't me making up a lie. This isn't um uh you know trying to uh stir the pot. This is facts. Um they could have did it borough wide, or if they really wanted to make an impact and make people upset, the first bus that they should have hit was oma Park. Oma Park have Uh, express buses and a lot of people a lot of important people rely on those express buses or the buses that go in and out of that depot service a lot of the community where they will complain so if they wanted to make a big stink about knocking down buses they should have went to Oma Park or they should have went to Gleason which they didn't and that says a lot about their tactics um and like I said, the bus depots that they decided to knock down buses um and put make infuriate passengers are the bus depots where that have the most assaults on bus operators. So now you put your bus operator in a position to get assaulted, to be up uh, to for passengers to be upset for the verbal abuse, which isn't good at all. So um, you know, the truth is, is that this administration they have no real main table fight back. So you will see fight back strategies as what you've seen today. Now, if they were serious, like I said, they could have knocked down buses barrel wide, and, but they didn't. They they decided to, to attack the buses, that the depots that service the black community. Um, strategies like this, this wouldn't win us a, a, a good contract. The union is just being reactionary right now. I like the idea, but the union is just being reactionary right now and putting us in tougher positions against the public. It's not good. Get the fuck out of here! Uh, we go going to tell them, y'all got to think better than that. <laughs> y'all really got to think better than that. And to all the the, the passengers out there, the non-MTA people, Please do not take your anger out on the first person you see, which is normally the person with the uniform on, which is normally your bus operator, your cleaner, your conductor, your train operator. We have absolutely no control over the service. We have absolutely no control over what the union want to do, which depots they want to attack, um, knocking down these buses. Um creating crazy schedules for both you and um the employee we have no control over that so when you see your bus operator um do not take your anger out on them it is not their fault we just want to make that clear because that's kind of that's pretty it's pretty crazy now another topic i'm gonna put this on the screen because this is i seen this yesterday now um for those who don't know sarah, sarah Maya. She is the chief communications officer for the MTA. And she was pregnant these past couple of months. And uh, she put up a tweet yesterday and it said, Hi, everyone. Wanted to let you know I'll be off for several weeks while I take care of Lainey's little sister, Charlotte, who arrived safely last week. We are all happy and healthy. If you need anything, please reach out to New York City subway or New York City bus 24-7. Shout out to Sarah Meyer for having a a, a a safe delivery, bringing um life into this world. It's not about that, but it's about the policies and the politics of um the MTA um treating members totally different from how they treat uh you know the managerial employees, even though even though um the hourly employees. Work way harder than a managerial employees. I guarantee you that. That's not even enough a debate. So she says she's going to be out for several weeks. Now, um, I seen a conductor. I, actually, I, a conductor posted this right here. brought this to my attention. Um, Jennifer, she's actually pregnant right now. I don't know how many weeks she is. She's showing. Um, I don't. I, I think she probably like seven months or something like that. But um, she brought this to my attention that what managerial employees get, they get short-term disability insurance providing 100% of pay for up to 26 weeks. 26 weeks to be off of work to take care of your baby. That's needed. I'm not mad at that. What I'm mad at is the hourly employees we only get 10 days. Then after those 10 days are up, you must exhaust all of your sick time, your vacation time, your OTO time, your AVA time, whatever you may have. you must exhaust all of that to take care of your newborn baby. Now I don't care if um, the union it's not it's not it's not a matter of the union bargaining. You know, your union didn't ask for it or your union didn't fight for it or whatever the case is. This is a human rights thing. First of all, how can a woman who just gave birth, let's just say natural birth, just gave birth, be ready to come back in 10 days? How is that? Um, Doctors, you know, they say that it takes at least... um what, six weeks, I think, for natural birth. And I think that is eight weeks if you were to have a C-section. So how can a female come back in 10 days after giving birth? But managerial employees get 26, that's six months. And then after that six months, then they could use up whatever time they accumulated, sick time. So they could basically be off a year Paid in full, 100%. I find something wrong with that. Like, do hourly employees give birth to different types of babies where they could just come back to work in 10 days where managerial employees can't? That's something that um, we need to look into. You know, that's something that is unfair it's, it's, it's a human rights issue, you know? And the union must do a better job of um, getting what we truly deserve here. Miss um, T said that it takes 12 weeks for a C-section. Um, how can you come back in 10 days if you just had a C-section? And then, you know, God forbid, you give birth to an unhealthy baby. That that's that's a whole nother issue, right? But definitely I think that we could all agree that ten days is not enough and to the MTA. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here with your ten days, man. <clears> this <throat> a smack in the face to all the females that work in New York City transit. Now, um, like I said, if you're watching the show, share out the show. Also, what's what's important is um like the show. Press the like button. It's free. Press the like button. It's very important. It's free. Um it shows me that you was watching the show. Um it shows me that you was tuning in. Press the like button. I appreciate it. Now, following following um, you know, this whole pregnancy issue. The union finally decided to bring a lawsuit against the MTA regarding light duty. You know, this, this, you know, they say it's better late than never. This is around the never part, you know, because they act like women just started working at the MTA. Women been here for over 40 years, maybe 50 years, and they just decided to bring a lawsuit against the T.A., for light duty work? What was happening these other four or five decades? What was really going on? Now, if you read this article, this article is in um the AM New York. If you read this article, it's about a female bus operator. Um, and I feel, you know, it's good to to use a female bus operator. But I think if you're going to bring a lawsuit, you got to bring the most egregious um, example to show that there's no light duty. And, you know, I'm quite sure I'm not saying that it's not uncomfortable for a bus operator to drive a bus pregnant. I'm quite sure it is. And you deserve that. Um, that light duty. I'm not saying that you don't. You definitely do. But there's there's always a but. But. In my opinion, I think that the best example that um, Union could have used to fight this lawsuit is um, using train operators and conductors and my reason being is um, these women are climbing up and down trains. I don't think that people realize how tall a train is until you're on a roadbed with a train when you're in a train with a y- in the yard. Um, and you gotta climb up that train around live third rails. You gotta walk over ballast. Ballast is the little rocks that be in the train yard. Um, you gotta cross tracks, you gotta step over third rail. Um, if your train go breaks an emergency in a tunnel anywhere, it could be a structure tunnel, you must go investigate. And going to investigate means dodging real live train traffic without no um Flagging protection; it requires you going in between each and every car to go investigate this BIE. Um, it involves a lot of physical activity, and um, it's I think that that's the most egregious case that you could have to present to. Um, the state, whoever you filed this lawsuit, I think it's the most egregious. I think that it should have been led with that because once you get light duty for those cases, then you will get light duty for all the other cases. I think that there's no better case than that, and not to mention um, a eight month uh, train operator about three months ago fell on a train, climbing up a train. It was raining. She slipped. She was. Like I said, eight months pregnant and um, it was of serious concern, you know, you concerned about her and you concerned about the baby. I, I think that that's crazy. Um, also, a few weeks ago, I believe. A conductor was beat up. On the platform, she also was eight months pregnant and the platform is not like duty, even though the T.A. says like duty, that's not like duty. When you're on platform duty, you are required to stand the entire shift. You cannot sit down, you cannot rest your feet. How can you ask a eight month pregnant, nine month pregnant woman to stand up on her feet for eight hours? It should be the opposite. She should be sitting down for eight hours behind a desk, maybe um, shredding papers or whatever the case is. But, um. I think you know the lawsuit is good it shows that the union they was listening to progressive action (laughs) that's what it shows it shows they was listening to progressive action because nobody was thinking about this before progressive action did it now um in the april mta board meeting i specifically brought this up it wasn't the first time i brought it up i brought it up on the show numerous times the union failed to take action. Um, I brought it to the MTA board twice, and I have proof of that. Um, me bringing it to their attention, and I'm gonna play it right now. I'm not going nowhere. Just the video go come on the screen. Yeah, go oh, yeah. yeah. Progressive action made the May 2019. As you look, MTA that's the May board. 2019 MTA newsletter. You see, see that? my name there, and you see me bring up the issue. Of, um, of 29 speakers, we made all the other stuff. So I'm not making this up. That's dope. The union don't have oh, yeah. Yeah. no proof of ever fighting for this before myself and Progressive Action brought it up. None. None. You know, those little awards that they got during the contract was not good enough. You know, they didn't address these issues head on. I had to go to the MTA board and embarrass them into having them take a look at it. And I had to embarrass the union, too, for them not fighting for it. So now after them listening, watching our show, watching our MTA board meetings, um, seeing what we was talking about in the media, remember uh, me, Kimberly McLaurin, and Trevor Logan, we went to Channel uh, 11. They did a special on us. And we talked about being pregnant on the job. Shout out to Kimberly McLaurin. She represented the women very good um, during that segment. So we are actually on top of our job here at Progressive Action. It seems as if the union is um, trying to catch up and trying to finally, you know, attempt to do the right thing. But I think that the women of every other department, cleaners, you know, how can a female cleaner, how can you expect to eight, seven months, third trimester pulling heavy garbage up and down stairs out of trash cans and uh, carry mops, you know, work around um, commercial cleaning supplies and and things like that, it's egregious. Just the same thing with the bus operators, working around diesel fumes and, and things like that. Every job, every department, has their thing. There needs to be a universal light duty program where when a female is pregnant, she's behind the desk, shredding papers or whatever the case is. It's plenty of work for um, our pregnant sisters to do around here. And we're not talking about a thousand women pregnant at one time. We're talking less than 100 um, people at different times. So it's not like 70 people needed at this particular um, juncture. You know, we talking about different times of the year. And just to be clear, like someone like who works at NYPD, you know, once they say that they're pregnant, they automatically behind the desk. You will not see them out in the field. And rightfully so, because anything can happen. They Someone may get physical with them or whatever the case is. And it's the same thing here. People have been getting physical with transit employees lately. And um, I don't believe that they should be out in the field. I think, like I said, they need to be behind the desk shredding paper or whatever the case is so to the mta um for not providing this willingly and being an employer who cares and who's compassionate and to the union for being 40 50 years too late get the fuck out of here y'all both need to go continue watching our lives continue watching our videos because i see that they stealing our stuff and then trying to sell it. and this was making it wrong this was making it so bad they selling it wrong What's so hard for them like is it above them Or below them to reach out to the people who've been leading the charge here and say, hey, how can we brainstorm on doing this? Are we beneath them? Um, Nita, we did that we did that um we did that segment um in twenty seventeen. That that shows you how far ahead of the game we are with these issues. We did that segment in 2017. What I would do is that I would find the um the segment. I'm quite sure I got it somewhere in my phone and I'll, re- I'll replay it on the show or I'll put it in the group or whatever the case is. But we definitely um touched on that two years ago, three years ago, somewhere around there. Now, as you guys know, that we we are currently in a contract battle and it's a battle because the MTA demands say it it so. Um, We are often bargaining against our own best interests. So what you see on the screen right now, you see money, and you see something that looks like a um, cardiogram, whatever the case is with that, right? So that represents money, wages basically, and that represents healthcare. Now, for some strange reason, we have been bargaining against ourselves for a long time. Wages and healthcare is two things that should, shouldn't be used against one, of another, one another. You know, someone asking you what's more important, your wages or your health benefits, is access, just like asking you. What's more important, your left eye or your right eye? They both important. Which one you would rather do without? None. Why should I have to do without an eye? What does that, what do they have to do with each other? You know, and um, the truth is, is that you can't pay your mortgage with your health care and um, you can't pay your health care or your health with your mortgage if you have bad health um your mortgage payments are not gonna make sure that you are healthy if you don't have money your health care is not gonna make sure that your mortgage is paid you know why do the union do that these things should not be um bargained against each other they should be um used um bargain separately I, I don't think that one has nothing to do with the other and I it, it's like I I just don't understand how people allow that you know um so this contract if the wages is not right we voting it down if the health care is not right we voting it down I'm not support I'm not substituting one for the other and you shouldn't either um We deserve the best of everything. We deserve the best of wages and we deserve the best health care that this place got to offer. We move 6 million, six to 8 million people a day. That's six to 8 million different germs. Um, we are prone to get sick. Our work environments make us sick working in tunnels, um, working around steel dust, uh, breathing in these chemicals, um, that we clean with, uh, um, the diesel fumes that's in bus depots and that's inside tunnels is breaking us down slowly but surely and you know when it's breaking you down because you speak to a work train operator or you speak to a, a, a construction flagger and you be like yo you don't smell that? Smell what? I mean the diesel fumes are very strong the minute that you become immune to diesel fumes best to believe that it's killing you Best to believe that it's killing you. Now, I wanna see, I wanna see these poll results. Let me see. I never did it before. Let me see. Show poll results. Now, um, let me see. Let me see, can I see on my phone? If anybody watching and you see the poll results, can you screenshot it? Cause I wanna see what it looks like myself. I never seen it before. Let me show those poll results real quick. If you see, let me see, do you, oh man, didn't show. If the poll results came up for you, um, let me see if it showed up for me again. Yeah, if the poll results showed up, um, can you please uh send a screenshot to me? I want to see what it looks like. Um, uh, let me try one more time. Let's see if it come up for me. I didn't get a chance to to vote. It it disappeared so quick. But yeah, um, if you got the poll results, please send it to me. Uh, Let me see. Let me see. Let me go to my quote. Let's go to the quote of the week. Let me see the quote of the week. Let's get it. Progressive action quote of the week is strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory. Tactics without strategy is the noise before Defeat. That's from Sun Tzu. That's from the man who um who created the the art of war. Um, and that's for the union right there, man. Make sure those words permeate your brain. Strategy without tactics is the slowest route to victory. Tactics without strategy is noise before defeat. That stunt that they pull with the buses today is noise before defeat. If you're if you're um if you're um like I said if you're watching this live, please share it out. Um if you want to feel a little generous to keep the platform going and moving, I have the link to our donation button um inside this live, please donate. It's very important. Um thanks for the continued support of everyone who did donate. I greatly, 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 greatly uh, appreciate it. Um, Thanks to my team. My team have been doing an excellent job out there, staying above water, getting information to the members, encouraging um, members to get involved. I said that's very, that's very important. Shout out to my team. And once again, October twenty-sixth, we are having our women's brunch. Um, That's a Saturday. From 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. at um, Sugar Hill um, Restaurant and Club. We having that there. And September 25th, this this September 25th, of course, the MTA board meeting is very important that you guys come out to that. Just to watch and hear what these MTA bosses talking about, to watch and hear what they really feel about us. And all the BS that they say, it's about time that we get involved. It's about time that they see our faces, to see that we upset. It's about time that we start controlling our narrative. Thanks for tuning in to the Progressive Action TV show. i catch y'all later. Peace.